Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. There is record of you beating me on that one. Yep. Yep. Ah, but now we're starting cold. And you have to try again. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. Well, I did What's wanna, your I, favorite difficult verse? Everybody always jumps to rap god, right? But that's so generic, right? Like, no, I, your... I mean, I was I was gonna start with, you know, that crazy story I was telling you about. Oh, okay. Once I was done editing James' podcast, and, uh, you know, he was telling that story of the, uh, like, the NSA scam and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so that one happened to me. I was. Look. I got that one like a week ago. Okay. And I was rising up and crashing through. This is Dawkins Aki with the flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. And as I was saying, I was reminded. That's a tie. That's a tie. All right, it's a wash. No. Because I totally was leading it. I get it. <laughs> anyway, so I was so, reminded. Anyway. You were reminded of uh, the jam story. So this guy calls me mm. and he's like, your uh, name and everything is registered to a rented car in <laughs> Texas found with blood and drugs and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've never even been to Texas. <laughs> so they're like asking like how much I have it, like they have a bunch what I had in bank assets? accounts. And they like were asking where, they had all my like you know public records like where we I need to and know where your funds are located. At. Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, I have a check, I have two checking accounts, and they're like, how much is it? I'm like, literally two dollars. Sir, listen, this is no laughing fucking man. And, and, and they're like, all right, so I mean, like, we know what you're up to. And they're boy. like, do you have any like collateral? Like physical you're going fucking down. They're like, do you have any physical collateral? And I'm like, I mean, I have my car and my laptop don't play any fucking games with and they, us. they go like do you have any like gold or or jewels or anything this is and the I, united states government you're fucking with here do you know I, what i straight up answer him i'm like well i mean i have my magic cards <laughs> excuse me i was like you're, you're what i was like exactly he was like what i'm like yeah you know ma magic the gathering <laughs> And then he's like, well, okay, I will let my superiors know that we have no reason to suspect you for anything. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> this nigga was like, he ain't got no money. He ain't got no, hang, he ain't got no money. Hang the phone up. Uh, we're hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know. Little do they know. Uh, that I had... have magic cards that are worth more. The magic cards. I thought you was about to say more. Pound for pound. Gold. Oh, no. More. <laughs> Wait, so I have magic think... cards that are worth more than their weight in plutonium. <laughs> I feel like that might be a little bit of cap. How much do you think your magic deck weighs? Um, I mean, if I took the sleeves off and shit, I don't... So do you think it's worth its weight in gold? Absolutely. 100% worth, mm. worth its weight in gold. Mm. Mm. We may have... <laughs> I, my, the average cost of card in my deck is $30. Damn. That's the average. But how much do you think it weighs, though? I don't know. You want to bust the scale out? Do you think that app Just works? download the that app and remind Ted work. that it is not for weighing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will research this a little bit further. I might. This might be a project for the lighthouse. I want to know. I mean, no. On, on break, I will look up the weight of a magic card. 
how do you convert it, or what the percentage is to convert it into the standard cost of gold on the stock market right now? Yep. And then, I mean, it's not a hard equation to do, right? We just have to figure out how much your magic tech weighs. And then we can, you know, calculate its weight in gold. Yeah, I mean... And what it would be I'm, worth. I'm and then not kidding. I mean, mine might not be worth... I mean, you've told, you've ran some of the numbers down. On what, you know, the cost of I know, your collection would be? I know that eight years ago, there were over 70 cards that were more, worth more than their weight in gold. Magic card's value has since skyrocketed. Mm, mm, hmm. To where that list is hmm. substantially more expensive, I am sure. All right, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Listen here with your shrewd investment strategy. Oh, that brings me to another story. One of the, the wildest Twitter takes that I saw all week. Oh. I showed oh. you that one, remember? Well, remind me. <laughs> so the, they were talking, the guy commented, he was just, uh, they were talking about the wealth tax. And he was just like, oh, everybody, every American in at the minimum should be getting $3,000 a week for 36 months. So I pulled out my calculator and I'm like, do do do. So every American should be getting $156,000 a year from the mm. government completely mm. with no stipulations. Now we're talking hard leftist wealth And this person goes, yes, at the minimum. At the minimum. That's a lot of money. And it I'm is. not gonna tweet it, but I'm thinking, that's a lot of money that I know I would not use responsibly. I mean, are the rich using it responsibly? And then they were they were like, I mean, if you can't, Look, you know, just tax everybody's, you know, personal belongings, where are we even arguing it about? I'm like, I, I respond, well, I mean, I guess we can storm the Bastille. I mean, we are talking to <laughs> like, hard left communism, right? Like, that's extreme wealth oh, yeah. distribution. And I was just and, like, I mean, like, yeah, you, I guess you can storm the Bastille. Go for it. It's using the government to, you know, redistribute wealth and leveling the playing Assuming field. that everything gets split evenly. I mean, how would it get split? Okay, Look, all right, so, so if the argument here me is... Me and you would have a problem with this. Okay, you like, said that's $156,000 a year. Per, per person. Let me see something right now. Now, that's also untaxed, and that is assuming that every single dollar from the tax does go to the redistribution. Hi, Ted. According to the 2020 U.S. Census, there are three point, or there are 329.5 million Americans. So you multiply so, that times 156,000. That's somewhere in the ballpark of like 51 50 trillion dollars. <laughs> 51 trillion dollars. Dr. Evil didn't ask for that much. 51 true. Whew. God, yeah. Wow. The stimulus package was like 1.7 trillion. <laughs> oh like, my god. Like, that is Yo. insane. It's. Mm, mm, yes. Yes. It is And then insane. they were like, well, and no, and then the, the, remember the other part? And then they're like, well, and then we'll never have to work again. And I'm like... See, the, those the, kinds the, of arguments Like, are, if that's, like, what people are talking about when it comes to the left, I get why they think they're that's, insane. That's my point. That's what I was getting ready to say. Those are the kinds of arguments 
that make the conservative right and even like centrists who are teetering on the idea you know back off with like and clutch their pearls like nobody work ever again that's an insane idea people that's that's just nuts no people are going it's yes it's nuts because it's not sustainable no it's not even that like systematically i think human beings are creatures that need to not work because that sounds like a capitalistic argument but productive yes like we have a sense of productivity inside of us left up to our own devices eventually after the fun of not having anything to do wears off we will find things to do that's why people started well i mean out of necessity right now this podcast has been something i've been productively doing and it's help keeping me sane yeah so exactly you know things that keep you productive help keep you sane so nobody would sit and not work for the rest of their lives that's crazy talk maybe like a two percent margin of error which you know out of what did i say 329 million people a two percent margin of error accounts for like twenty thousand people would not do anything but that's still a small amount of people compared to the rest of the population can you just look up the gross domestic wealth of america just to put it in perspective how insane that number is 22.32 trillion (laughs) like this person is okay but here are some reasons why these figures that we're coming up with aren't like really equating to the actual what would actually happen excuse me is that just basically like government money no i'm the total of the population first off let's start there i'm sure is also including prisoners so it's not likely that prisoners would get a portion of that six percent less of them in texas right now (laughs) And we have a pretty high prison population. so One of the highest in the world. Actually, it might just be the highest in the world. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it is the highest in the world. I mean, the highest reported prison population. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't look. And F is for friends that do stuff together. G is for the gulag. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's not a realistic idea the way it was put by this guy, but wealth redistribution is something that should be considered, especially considering the fact that the wealth gap is the highest that it's been since the 1920s. Um, yeah, but the I mean, asking, do I have to pull? asking for double the GDP? Yeah, of the country. God, no, God, that was double the GDP. Like, yeah, no, and I also argue though that the GDP is that low this year because of COVID. So, like, I don't know, maybe what go back to 2016 and see. I, what I mean, the it's GDP still like was. The, when I I heard that, and anybody that's listened to this pod know that like we're we're like yeah you know andrew yeah give us a thousand bucks a month that would be sweet but the gdp was actually lower in 2016 (laughs) like i would pay off my entire car in three weeks that would be nice wouldn't it wouldn't it be fucking nice if you could do something productive with the money that you had instead of you know just barely surviving but i admit i i probably when it comes to need I don't need $156,000 from the government. Realistically, I don't. On the average American household, that means 
uh, husband, wife, two children, needs about $4,000 a month. Yeah, this person was like 3000 a week per American. So like, if we could break these, let's play with this idea though. Like, if we can break these numbers down a little bit, right? So what would you give the average, if you could redistribute wealth, what would you give the average American household? Meaning husband, wife, and two kids. So I'm just gonna take whatever you say times, like, I'll say three, because of two kids, right? So I said 4,000, so you're gonna give them $12,000 a month? No, 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 no. I'm saying whatever I would give myself. Oh, I'd multiply oh. times three. Okay, so what would you give the average single American adult? All right, so, I mean, if I was just, like, to cover my monthly bills, and... Do you I'd... think the 1200 from the stimulus check would cut it for your average, everyday, college, allegiant, like, you know, American? I mean, I'd say, like, to cover my bills, I'd, like... 1200 bucks a month would make me have no financial stress. So 1200 Like, I'd be able to, like, with what I would pull in... I mean, right now we know I'm not working because of COVID destroying the gig job. Mm, um, yeah, the gig economy is shot. Uh, but I would be able to, you know, take the money that I get from work. I'd still be able to put some aside and also live... Not, like, extravagantly, but, like, comfortably. Like, I could go out and I could go out to dinner and on a Friday life and, and not it, feel yeah. terrible about it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, the kind of money you would need to feel comfortable in your expenses and still contribute to the spending habits that keep a thriving and booming economy. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, yeah, $1,200 a month would probably cover my bills. I don't need $3,000 a week. But under what you just said, That's how said, I ended up with the cocaine problem. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. My man said, I would just, I mean, I would experiment if I had that much money. What the fuck you think these rich people are doing? How you think we getting all these, like, weird DMT experiments and shit? You know, Epstein. Wow. Epstein. Well, he was into all kinds of weird, like, medical research, like the fucking, um... Completely unrelated. You like how I'm a walking billboard right now? <laughs> Way to just derail an entire... Absolutely! Absolutely! It's what I do. Oh, man. Now, since I did completely derail, derail that conversation... Yeah, I guess we don't need to go into that thought experiment anymore. You know, this hard leftist talk might get us a little investigated. Hi, Ted. <laughs> so, so, um, so, wild story. Wild, ooh, three wild San stories in, in a row. San Antonio Spurs all-star. Oh, this is not a personal one. No, 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 DeMar DeRozan. So he, somebody tried to rob his house, mm. and Ate so somebody? DeMar chased came downstairs and literally chased him out of his house. Damn. Strapped up? Ready to go? I, I mean, don't know. He just, Texas, like, right? I didn't... So, so people I'm, were like, 
How did you handle that? And Damar was just like, I grew up in Compton. I've dealt with worse. Yeah. <laughs> grew up in Compton, now lives in Texas. This is yeah, he's like, yeah. I grew up in Compton. I've dealt with worse. Now, the yeah. funny thing is, is the person who robbed, tried to rob Damar DeRozan was actually trying to rob Kylie Jenner. Oh, so yeah, it's off season. They were living in LA. Okay, because this yeah, is in LA. Yep, yeah, so follow up question. <laughs> <laughs> answered. Follow up question answered. Damn. So my man had the wrong house first and foremost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second off, still got ran out. Still got ran off. My man held his, stood his ground. <laughs> and um, three, three. If you're gonna rob three someone, feet. you probably shouldn't rob three. somebody who's not scared of looking down a gun. Well, Which I'm, I'm gonna guess. DeMar DeRozan? Probably not. Nah, I mean, it's 2022. Like, a lot of motherfuckers is probably just ready to die, right? Like, <laughs> Biggie style. You run up in somebody the wrong person crib, and they might just ask you, like, hey, can you, you know... And I mean, from the rock perspective, like, a third of our songs about killing ourselves. Yeah. So... Take what you want. Just, you know... I'm a Put one between my eyes on the way out. You oh, so you were talking about the, the, the her... You, have you ever heard him? Oh, yes. You All right, I'm not me, even meaning yeah. that as a joke. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> right, look. Ooh, there's a mashup. Her and him. Oh, God. And we'll call them them. What would... Wow. Welcome. You're welcome, 2020. <laughs> 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 uh, strong black girl energy with uh, genderless white guy and a white... The most... No, no, no. He's not genderless. He's certainly... A man, but he is the most effeminate man, pretty man. <laughs> God, when he sing, it, what would that album even sound like? So, uh, we're talking like it's gonna be a blues album. So, no, would it it's be, would be, it be like the album. would it be like the instrumentals are led by her or by the band him? The instrumental side is definitely gonna be, be dark, led by the it would band. be a dark album, it would be a blues album. Like, we, it would be a fucking rhythm and blues album. Like, with death metal tones to it. No, and not death metal tones. You're thinking, if you're thinking uh, blues, you've got to think to the roots. That's going to be like a blues album written at the crossroads. That's my point. It'll end up sounding like something, some weird Led Zeppelin. It'll sound like Robert Johnson. <laughs> death, death metal. No, 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 no. no I know no. that's not death metal, but I mean Robert yeah, Johnson. Yeah, no, the you dude who sold his soul. He sold to his the soul devil. at the crossroads. Exactly. <laughs> that's my point. I'm just making. Devil went down to Georgia. It was a reach. Looking for a soul to steal. It was a reach. I sprained my reach, my elbow with that reach. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul that says I'm better than you. Well, my I said my name Johnny, and it might be a sin. Where's but that? I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret because I'm the best there's ever been. Are you still singing Devil Went Down to Georgia? Where is the band Him from? Norway. Oh, God. All right. No, Finland. Finland? It's, it's, it's Finland, Norway, or Sweden, but I'm pretty sure it's Finland. Let's see, where is her from? California. So California meets the Nordic... <laughs> meets the Nordic <laughs> Peninsula. I'm just... That would be... I'll be right here in my arms, so in love. That would be a fusion for the... That should have come out sounding like some weird Billie Eilish shit. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. 
It would probably be like a number one hit that's like a Black Power album with a Nine Inch Nails backing beat. Mm, like when Trent Reznor helped Dr. Dre on Chronic 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that type of thing. And that sounds dope. That sounds dope. It's a weird, like... I mean, my, dark, my, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy had a lot of Nine Inch Nails sound to it. Hip-hop rock crossovers, I feel like, are always hit or miss. <laughs> Jay-Z Lincoln Park, slam dunk. Limp Biscuit. Why are we always mentioning Limp Biscuit now every episode? It used to be Eminem. It used to be Eminem. Shout out to Fred Durst. <laughs> Fred Durst will shout himself out. I mean, chocolate stuff. He could come on here and shout himself out. Getting hot dog. All right, yeah. Fred Durst, if you want to get on here, sure. I will do my best to not make fun of you, and we'll just bond over fitted hats. I've heard he's a pretty, you know, chill dude, and don't he got a show on um, whatever the fucking real estate TV channel is where they be on flipping Quibi? houses? No. He had, like, a house flipping show. Or was that Vanilla Ice? I might be thinking about it. I might be getting Is my Vanilla Ice dead? No, he's not dead. I could have sworn I saw, like, Vanilla Ice was dead a couple of years ago. Yo, this shit is always trending. Like, uh, who's who's another one they always be trying to kill off? Uh, Rick Astley? No, Rick Astley, Astley I think, is, actually yeah, died. Yeah, Rick Astley is dead. For real, for real. But no, Vanilla Ice is still alive. I think it was, um, it was fucking... Robin Williams, before he got, had to edit them clicks out. It was uh, Robin Williams, before he died, he was always, like, trending for, like, <laughs> dying before it. And it just, it sucked. And now it's not funny. Too. Nope, nope. I made myself sad. Pour one out for the homie. R.I.P. Robin Williams. R.I.P. Mac Miller. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. R.I.P. Tupac. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. David Bowie. Prince. Prince. Muhammad Ali. Michael Jackson. Uh, that one's like, all right, so. Wow. All right. This is a question. Is it really just, Are we, gonna we do always this? love Michael. Are we going to do this? You really want to hash this out right now. No, I, like, I just want to know. Is it? Is it like everybody loves little Michael? Okay, so my question is, do you think he touched them kids? Yeah, I'm gonna ask it like that. Probably. No, like, what do you mean probably? Like, definitively. Yeah, yeah. You think he touched them kids? Yeah. I don't think Mike touched them kids. I think he may have exposed himself to them children. The camera shut <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like, I want no parts of this. <laughs> No. We okay. already had a weird Ted moment where it yeah. was the most hummed songs by Google, and you just start humming, and Google, oh my god, why does your phone go off again? Oh my god, Dez isn't supposed to be doing homework on my computer while we're recording this, right? No, that's... <laughs> Can we... <laughs> Let this shit... Oh that shit, shit that would be whisper. bad. You would have a major parent-teacher no, conference. it's Sunday. Yeah, my normal job shouldn't be calling me on after hours. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I totally forgot what we were just talking about. Me too. That threw me off for a loop. Um, break time! Okay, we were gonna go for a break, but then we realized that this is, like, really important. So, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> is it Jackie? Is it Jesse? Oh, I know. It's Michael Jackson. Okay, so one thing I want to point out that I feel like isn't really discussed often is a lot of the time when people have, like, pedophilic tendencies, it's something that shows up early on in life. Right, like you don't just become a pedophile out of nowhere. Wasn't he the youngest of the Jackson Five? Yeah, but I'm not, and you know, I'm not a psychologist. I just feel like Mike never showed any pedophilic tendencies until all of a sudden one little kid shows up. And, and I'm look, I'm not saying that the nigga wasn't weird. He was on drugs. He was drugged out of his fucking mind. Right. Yeah, didn't he so, die with like a fuck ton of heroin in his system? I mean, it was fentanyl, but... Ooh, he got the early wave. Yo, Mike was being pumped full of them shits ever since the um, the Pepsi accident, right? And I legit... Pepsi accident? Yeah. Like when he caught his hair on fire? You don't remember... What? Dog, you don't remember that? So Mike was filming a fucking Pepsi commercial and... Some, when was this? It, this was like 1989. And like some bad pyrotechnic explosion went off. This was like pre-transition, Michael. Like this was so still black post nose job. Yes, post okay. nose job, short, Jerry curl, Michael. Okay. Um, so like bad. Yeah. Okay. And a this was like Michael on top of the game, yeah. like before he became like a tabloid joke. He was the king of pop. This was when Michael was putting like weird shit into the tabloids for them to talk about. Cause yeah. like, I don't know if you know that, but like the whole hyperbolic time chamber thing, like that came from, he planted that story. He used to call the tabloids with fake stories about himself all the time. That's hilarious. Yeah, he was like trolling them before and then it got out of hand after the Pepsi commercial shit, which was when he was filming a Pepsi commercial and a bad pyrotechnic explosion happened that caught him on fire causing third degree burns all over like the back of his skull and like his face and shit like that and ooh, that maybe is, that's why the jerry curl went out of style and that is when mike got really weird joe and it's because they were pumping him full of all the drugs he could afford <laughs> and all i'm saying is when you that high all the time Maybe you do some questionably dumb shit. And I'm not saying Mike was fucking them kids. I'm just saying maybe Mike was high and doing questionably dumb shit. And somebody decided to take advantage of that. Because legitimately Mike did some questionably dumb shit. So, so, all I'm saying is, yes, rest in peace, Michael Jackson, because all right, he's here, not here's R. A, here's Kelly. Another thing. He's not R. Kelly, is all I'm trying to say. Does my delegation take the L? I mean, Comrade Murray was black, so. <laughs> but so was Robert Downey Jr. I feel like we all take the L for Michael Jackson. Just a, a societal L? Yes. I'm going to blame that on society. It's the Kanye thing, right? Like, you get so famous to a point where all you were surrounded by is, like, yes men. And nobody around Michael went, hey, maybe it's cool for you to have a park for kids, but maybe you shouldn't let them in your fucking bed, yo. Like, that's a little weird, Mike. Like, nobody around this man who's worth, I don't know, probably what would be today, like, billions of fucking dollars. When nobody around that man went, yeah, like, that part 
Cut that shit out, bro. Like, you're gonna ruin the money for everybody. <laughs> no, they just kept pumping that nigga full of drugs, and he was like, I wanna be like Peter Pan, and they were like, sure, Mike, just sign the checks if you can. Bars! <laughs> Come on. Bars! <laughs> bars! Unintentional bars! I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, you know, making excuses for something because I'm having a hard time rationalizing with the fact that one of my heroes may have been, like, you know, um predator but calling mike one of my heroes too might be a stretch yeah but i mean like i'm also lord knows my delegation's got some problems yeah i mean i'm also willing to fully accept the fact that r kelly is a predator right but r kelly was sexually abused the dude's a weird dude joe and it's because he's mentally i mean y'all saw the fucking interview he's mentally not all the i've seen the episode of the boondocks that episode why do you support r kelly because he good yeah i mean i'm all for separating art from the artist right but also holding people accountable for their actions is something i truly believe in as well and yeah i don't know r kelly got some work to maybe he need yanla i don't know he needs somebody to fix his life but on that note break time What are some things I remember about G4 TV? Um, I remember Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb on, I can't remember the name of the show, but I just remember we all love to make fun of Adam Sessler. Yo, X-Play was my shit, right? Like, cause it really did give a, I was watching something earlier and it was like, it gave gamers a voice for how to talk about their The introduction to Olivia Munn. Yes, but that was Attack of the Show, though. Yeah, but still. But, yeah, I mean, it really did give, uh, like, language to express, I guess, the culture of gaming, right? Like, Like, I learned video game history because To make it sound all, like, fancy. Like, um, I can't remember the name of the show again, but it was, like, it would tell the the history of certain video games, which I thought was really dope. Yeah, yeah, but that's... that was one of the things, and like the, I guess, the informal production to a lot of their shows and like their off-kilter sketches and stuff. Like, it's all stuff that we're all too familiar it with It raised now. the whole generation to be socially awkward. <laughs> but it also helped those socially awkward kids find community, right? Like, these kids that were sitting in their house playing these video games and all that it just i don't know like it, the reunion special it really did bring me back to a, a nice simple time when yeah all we really had to worry about was the new video game releases so and, here's the thing what do you think g4 is gonna do now shit i mean they set the blueprint so all they really have to do is kind of pick up where they left off for real for real so here's what i'm thinking g4 is gonna be now g4 is gonna be the new espn Mm. You think they're gonna lean into the esport? Why wouldn't they? they? I definitely see the room for playing that up now, especially because they were the first ones to stream an esport. But they were like only doing like SOCOM, because yeah. there was like G4 was around for the PlayStation 2 generation. 
It never got to the PlayStation 3 generation, really. So you watched the whole reunion. At the end of it, did they elaborate more on what was to come? Yeah, so they were like, are you guys going to be on basic cable? Are you guys going to be on cable? And they said, yeah, well, Comcast pays the bill, so you figure it out. Yeah, I see that a lot of their production heads are heads at certain divisions at Comcast in general. So it looks like the channel itself may come back in some way. And that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be the new ESPN for esports. I like, why wouldn't they have like an hour long show each day, like giving us updates on NLS? Like I could see that being an aspect of the channel, right? Like maybe even the main focus of the channel, but I think they would be, be doing an extreme disservice to themselves if they didn't bring in some of these Twitch streamers and allowed them to expand. And on you have, their... you know, kind of shows that just bring in culture, like how exactly. ESPN has Jalen and Jacoby. I, yeah, I see where you're going. I see where you're leading it. Um, ESPN is more than Sports Center. At this no, point. that that's true. It definitely has evolved into a whole cultural. Because ESPN still has like thirty for thirties, which are documentaries. Right. Right. You know, ESPN still has like all of their off-kilter shit. They have daily shows about specific sports. So what's something that you would like to see from G4 aside from more esports streaming? Um, I mean, for starters, I don't follow esports because I don't know exactly really what to follow or right. there's so much out there. So having G4 like have a sports center would be like, okay, this is the shit that's important. Right. So it would help. These are the people that really matter. It would help streamline things in a way that would make it uh, more digestible for you. Yeah. And really, and bring in an audience that probably is interested in it, but is having the same issue that you're having, where it's like, I don't People are like, have you ever watched this streamer? I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Right, like, right. what right. do they play? I mean... Sure, I mean, you'll, you'll still have... Nin- and all we know now is, like, Ninja and Pokimane, right? I mean, a like lot of to... people know a lot more streamers. Just anybody that knows me to... personally knows I don't watch streamers. No. But, like, say you have, like, a major streamer, and then they bring in guest streamers who are niche streamers, and then I find out about them. Like, right. say, hypothetically, they have a league show hosted by Dyrus, you know, really famous, yeah. like, Hall of Fame, quote-unquote, uh, League of Legends player. I just, and then you would have, like, say he's doing an episode specifically on, I don't know, Shivana. He would bring in a Shivana one-trick streamer to, like, go and be a guest. Right. I just don't want G4 to lean too much into, I guess, what collapsed the channel in the first place which was the the like public access attitude that they had you know where things were too fast and loose yeah on the channel and i don't want them to spend too much money too fast on unsustainable things like i don't want them or to get too not niche. get enough money so where they have to do unsustainable things right i don't want them to get right with to the point where they're just running fucking ninja warrior all day well, I'll tell you for one thing, they're not going to run cops anymore. <laughs> or cops. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's we, what G4, I was like, what's going on? Like, when they stopped being a video game channel. That's because. And they started airing, like, um, like cops. And then that Codebreaker show, I was like, yeah. that's weird. You know, I kind of just want to watch that, 
you know, I like the history show. I like Attack from the show. I'm yeah. telling you, that was the other thing. I always knew what games were coming out because, because of Attack of the show and X Play and stuff like that. I or just like yeah, mainly X Play. I, I would like, like to see them also though bring on some of these like YouTubers and Twitch streamers and let them expand upon like some of the other things that they're doing outside of their gaming. Yeah, no, that was one of the things I saw. So there's apparently a really big uh, wrestler who did like streaming and things like that. Oh, for real? Yeah, but uh, because of WWE rules, they don't like they're not allowed to stream like it's in their contract or something like that. So eventually he was just like, screw you guys. Like, right. I do better streaming than I do as a wrestler. That part. So now he's on G4. Like, he's going to be a G4 personality. Xavier Woods? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Yeah, because he was the first one that came up under wrestlers that stream on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that part is cool. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see where this new channel is going to go. And like I said, if they're going to carry that same attitude and vibe that they had the first time around. Because... My friend Justin told me perfectly, he was like, you know, the wrestlers we grew up watching were like, you know, college athletes who couldn't make it or anything like that. Wrestlers now are people who grew up on wrestling. Yeah, and yeah, train themselves and condition themselves. They're nerds. Yeah, yeah, they're wrestling nerds. I mean, and that's what I would like for G4 to not only be gaming culture, but also embrace nerd culture. Yeah. Like, I would like to see them do, you know, comic stuff as well as video game stuff. And, um... Like, having a, you know... I missed when they would do, like, E3 coverage, and now they can do, like, Comic-Con coverage. But they were doing Comic-Con coverage and stuff like that, too. Like I said, they were more than just the gaming channel. And that's why I said I don't want them to lean too much on the eSports thing and become strictly a gaming channel, because I feel like that'll put them into too much... Even though gaming is huge now, right? I would, like, I would love to watch, you know, like watch you know like that video game history channel and then i watch a game at x play and then you know like if i got an hour long like sports center quote unquote of esports i would totally watch that well like but i just don't want to like you're right i don't want to just watch nothing but but video game stuff all day like nerd emphasis the podcast just ended and it would be tight if you know nerd emphasis was brought back on G4 and a visual platform instead of a podcast platform that allowed them to explore nerd culture in a way, or maybe even and use visuals, right? Or maybe even pick your boys up, you know, hit us, hey, up, give us a bag. show, and <laughs> bag. Let us surf through pop culture because that's also a part of like gaming culture and shit like that too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, gamers care about politics to an extent and we don't just talk about politics and stuff like we are done we don't want to we anymore. don't no i mean thankfully like, like i told you all, when we were off recording i read a trump tweet and i was like you know what this doesn't matter no nope, no nope. it doesn't matter i mean it does to an extent but we don't it but doesn't, it doesn't have it. to be the main focus nope of events anymore but yeah g4 hit us up give us that bang so yep. speaking of g4 coming back and all of the stuff that they can do with internet gaming. Fuck Pie. Yes. You have Another resigned. Thing. FCC, let it be net neutrality. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Fuck. we get net neutrality back. You know, it's just another... 
piece of another round in the snowball effect. That, that reminds us all of that none of this is normal. Drop mic, we're done. Half an hour <laughs> in, in, we're it. That's it, we're done. Uh, some people would probably be all too happy with that. They'd be like, thank God, it's a short episode. Look, if that's what you wanted, why don't you come here? There are other podcasts for that. But it's like, stay here, though, because you know you love it here. Yep. Just but, chill in the lazy river. Just on your raft. Like I said, though, another round in the snowball effect that is the removal of the Trump presidency. We are watching another one of the toxic pieces of this puzzle being removed. Draining the swamp. They reversed the repeal of DACA the other day. The House of Representatives voted, not unanimously, but overwhelmingly to overturn the marijuana criminalization effort and and overturn nonviolent felony charges on criminal marijuana possession. Uh, The UN the other day decided to change its language on how fucking marijuana is talked about. Like, it just, I mean, 2020's been a shit Hot year. Hot trees, weed, green. <laughs> 2020's Mary been Jane. a shit year, but, you know. That skunky weed. And the things that we can be thankful for. Ganja. Uh, what are some other ones? Grass. Grass. Gas. Grass, gas, diesel. Dope. Smoke. Smoke. Uh, Peace Pipe. Peace Pipe, I feel like that's peyote. So now you're taking a trip into psychedelics. Have you ever done any psychedelics before? Should we? I have done that? acid twice. Once Ooh. it worked. And once I've done worked. mushrooms mean it once. Did the mushrooms work? Uh, the mushrooms, when I took them, it was in like like a year after high school and me and my friend just wanted to like chill out and watch the visualizer to a Pink Floyd album because we wanted to live in a stereotype and my brother was like get out so then we moved to the garage and then he was like get out and I was like why are you taking both and then he punched me in the face and then I went outside and I was like laying in the middle of the sidewalk really pissed off and then my friend John drove up and he picked me up and then no wait I forgot the part when my mom gave me two Xanax and then we went driving around in the car. Holy shit, so you were tripping on shrooms and Xanax? Yeah, and I remember shit. getting really excited, air drumming along to the song Smile Like You Mean It by The Killers, and then everything else goes black, probably because <laughs> I was given two Xanax. And the Xanax. <laughs> then the Xanny bars. Bye, my down. mom. Hello, mom. Hi, Ted. What's up, guys? Um, and then the one time the acid worked, I actually took notes so I could tell you, like, with timestamps and everything about oh, what shit. I all saw. Because why would you not take notes? I don't know. I, I mean, like, I would have been great for that 60s LSD experiment. Just, like, 1147. You mean MK Ultra, The one that gave us all of our celebrities to this day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one. Oh, man. Master reptilian race. But, um, yeah, I could pull that up. Like, I actually have the notes. Like, I posted them on Reddit just to see what people would think. That's crazy. That's crazy. I remember seeing, like, I was blowing a cloud with uh, vape, and the, the vapor turned into, like, a phoenix. What? Yeah. And then I remember, like, it felt like ripples were running across my head. And every, like, all the colors seemed more vivid. 
and I remember writing down, Monet is a genius. <laughs> I went outside and I swear there was a green tiger in our backyard. But why would there, I mean. And then I saw all, all of the, the like trees right? turn into like a snake. Oh shit. Oh shit, that's a kicked in hard, huh? <laughs> um. Yeah, no, there was a couple other things. I wrote it all down. Because why not? Like, if you're... it was one of those things where it was like, afterwards, I want to make sure I don't forget anything. <laughs> damn, damn. I've never. So it's exactly like I'm doing right now. I was going to say, I've never had the wherewithal to. I've always just been an experienced kind of person. Like, I don't take notes while I'm. Or when I've ever allegedly tripped. Well, I mean, it was just one of those things. It was like I was in the moment, and then I was like, "Snap! This is weird. This is cool." Mm, let's see. Give me, notes. give me like fifteen seconds to just like actually write it down and check my watch, and then, yeah, because I was time stamping it too. Oh, <laughs> you're wild, Joe. So I think the whole experience, if I remember, was like the span of like six hours. Speaking of not being yourself in gaming, to tie it all back into something <laughs> relevant. I what, my acid trips aren't relevant? <sighs> I was also on, um, fuck, what was it, The Verge, I believe. And I saw an article about a Twitch streamer who had all of her videos taken down because... She streams under the avatar. Oh fuck! What was the avatar called? And then I just closed the goddamn screen down. So she streams under an avatar, a virtual avatar called Melody. And the artist who designed the avatar was claiming that she still owed him money for the design and put up a copyright claim, forcing Twitch to take down all of her videos and streaming videos. And more and more streamers are opting for these virtual avatars and. Um, I guess hosting videos under these virtual mediums, Pokimane, just as we mentioned earlier, one of the top streamers on Twitch at the moment, also just debuted a new virtual avatar for her streams. And um, I just found that whole idea kind of wild, like not owning the rights to your own uh, uh, body in this sense. Oh, I actually have a funny personal story about um, a top streamer on Twitch. Okay. So <laughs> I was playing Arita and it was one of the seasons that I was in Mythic, mm -hmm. and I played against this person named Bloody, and I had no idea who they were. Turns out they're like a huge streamer on Twitch. Oh, so you were playing against a streamer. No idea who they were, idea. and they were like ranked 10th, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm playing against a 10th ranked player. Yeah, my man I was like, fucking destroy them in oh, five yeah. minutes. <laughs> like, absolutely destroy them. Damn, I bet you that didn't make the stream. <laughs> Um, and if it did, it was fucking hilarious. I was playing this really crazy deck, and I was just like, Duress you turn one! And they're like, shit. Next turn, Arcanist. People that play Magic will understand this. And they're like, okay, do a thing. And I'm like, attack with Arcanist! Duress you! Fuck your hand! Shit, shit, shit. So it, it's basically like, imagine you have five choices, and then I'm like, I'm gonna take two of them away. Yeah. Damn, damn, so you just cut- I'm gonna take two of them away by your third turn. And how many turns do you need? Uh, it I was guess. a lot less after yeah. that, I'll tell you right. that much. Yeah, because if you so, cut- Maddie one night was like, can I use your account to practice? Yes, 
because you have all of the cards. And I'm like, sure, here, use my account. Just don't play ranked. She messages me and she's like, oh my God, I'm playing against Bloody. And I'm like, who's Who Bloody? Who the fuck is Bloody? Who the fuck is Bloody? And she goes, she's one of the top streamers. So I check and I'm like, oh, it's that person. I go into the chat. That, that person that I completely. Yeah, I go into the chat and I, I, and you know, my Twitch stream is Ziggy Starscream. Right. And I comment, I'm like, wait a second, is this fucking ranked? And they're like, are you stream sniping? I'm like, for starters, I don't know what that means. Right, <laughs> like, I'm not- And it. two, no, I let, I let somebody borrow my account to practice. I told them not to play ranked. And then they were like, oh, you're using someone to account? Oh, you're you're stream sniping. Oh, you're Shit. doing all of these illegal Shit. things. Hey, you be, you're probably not even good enough to beat me. And I, I go, what are you talking about? I busted your ass the other day in five minutes. Mm. 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 And then, so you then she just gets them. butt hurt for the entirety of the stream, and she's of course she kicks Maddie's ass. Damn. And and she's Poor like, Maddie. oh man, you must be trash. I'm like, no, that's literally not me. Yeah. I will play you and fucking right. destroy you. Like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. If you gonna talk that hot shit, then <laughs> you best not jump off the pot. And then I see all of these things. It's like she's getting invited to like this like players championship and everything, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, I fucking destroyed you. Wow. Like, wow. like, not even close. Damn, damn, my man said it was not a contest. No contest. You got washed. Stop talking. And, and even better, if we ever played again, I have such a mental advantage now. Because I already know how you roll. Not only that, and be like, now is it me? Or is it me? Ah! ah. That's the and point. I know that for a fact, she fucking hates me. Damn. Because of that, so I, like I try, I thought about for like twenty seconds about messaging her on Twitter and being like, you know what, I'm sorry, I didn't like that. Really yeah. wasn't me. Yeah, right. And then I was like, you know what, fuck, fuck that. that. Hey, he turned the Christmas lights on. <laughs> it's all festive in here. I hope you guys are having a good holiday season with all the COVID nonsense and all that's still going on. All right, so let's just blow through some of this, uh, rest of this new stuff real quick. Oh, uh, they're going to restore DACA. Yes, I mentioned that earlier. Yep, DACA's yep. getting restored. Edget Pie's walking out. Um, two vaccines are really in the works for uh, COVID. Yes. And, so uh, that means some of this might potentially be coming to an end soon. I know that they're going to give the first wave of it to health workers, which yes. makes total sense. Yep. And I guess with that, we will discover whether or not this vaccine is actually worth, or these vaccines are actually worth their salt. So I, I don't know. The num they're saying it looks like six months, maybe less, depending on how things happen. Um, another one of the, this isn't as quite of a fast hit, but uh, Pokemon actually was not able to use Kadabra in the anime or the card game since like 2006, because Yuri Geller, the famous 70s magician famous for bending spoons, he uh, he said that like, it's a, because the Japanese name is a corruption of her his name. The, his name is Yuri Geller, and then the Japanese name for Kadabra is Yurin Geller. Oh, for real? Or Yurin Geller, something like know, that. I did not know that. Um, so it's a direct, like, um, Alakazam's Japanese name is Houdin, or Houdini. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. 
So, you know, you go from uh, sham, high-bent spoons to, you know, like, yeah. the greatest escape artist of all time. Right, right. For um, the most, for the two psychic, magical Pokemon. Yeah, and right. then the baby version is just the guy who, like, wrote books about it and stuff like that. Um, so Yuri was putting a hard stop on them reprinting. Yeah, because he was like, you guys are making me look like a, a devil's spawn. Mm. <laughs> so, Wait, that, so his whole thing wasn't that they're not paying him money. He was just upset with the portrayal. Of, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Petty School 101. And uh, recently he was like, you're allowed now. And we're like, all right, wow. that's cool. Fuck oh, you. Thank you. That's cool. Gracious. How honorable. He even you. said, like, my very rare Kadabra card. And I'm like, wow. So essentially, he created a demand market for. So he kind of inflated the value of this card by. <laughs> More like he was just throwing out a fishing line for relevancy. Mm, mm. <laughs> Remember me. Remember me. All right, I have some tide shifts. Title shifts. Okay. You ready for some title shifts? I gotta think of a sound drop. Right now, the one I have in my head is a toilet flush. Wow. Lay it on me. All right, so the first one. Jesus. <laughs> it's a great starter. All right. Jesus and Russell Brand. What? <laughs> you don't have to change the art very much. So, Cesar Borgia. Borgia? Bor no, more like Borgia? get him to the Greek. I'm thinking. All right, so I'm thinking if you replace Jesus yes. and get him to the Greek with Russell Brand. Wow. Or, no, you replace Russell Brand with Jesus, and then you put the get him into the Greek Russell Brand into the New Testament. So you just want to see Jesus hopped up on a bunch of drugs on his way to a performance. When the world flips you across. What kind of music do you think Jesus would make? Um. Ooh, I think Jesus would make like. So you, we talked about them. The Devil Wears Prada, remember? The band? Oh, yes. They're a Christian band. Oh, God. <laughs> With all the screaming oh, and God. everything. Wow. I mean, Evanescence, right? Uh, Creed. Yep. <laughs> What's another? I feel like Creed... I feel like Jesus would have better taste than to make a band that sounds like Creed. Isn't Godsmack a Christian band, too? No. They're no? Not. They're not? Mm-hmm. With the name I'm Megan. not the one who's so far away when you feel <laughs> the snake bite I feel like there's another one that I'm missing. Uh, so... You think that Jesus would? I think Jesus would make like a bluegrass, a bluegrass Americana kind of music. He'd be like fucking Bruce Springsteen. All right, white Jesus. <laughs> if we're talking about, we're talking about Russell Brand Jesus here, right? So yeah. <laughs> totally. Killer Mike is really mad at you right now. <laughs> You're the one who came up with the switch. No, Killer Mike is mad at you, my guy. Why is it? <laughs> that white hippie like people trust brown people with beards so much. Well, they want to believe in enlightenment and in all the media portrayals of enlightenment and all of, you know, when people talk about mystical experiences they yeah. had in India, it's always that part of the world that emphasizes spirituality and the idea that the Hindu religion is a, is a, is a more ancient, more complex gotcha. spiritual religion as so opposed the, to... the Indian yogi figure mm -hmm. is the white Jesus figure yes, of white people. 100%. So for white people who don't know, white Jesus in the black community is a mythical f creature that has enormous power, right? It, it's <laughs> insane for anyone to believe in a deity that doesn't look like them, right? right. So, but in the black community, 
we're just in love with Renaissance paintings and Jesus is white as fuck, all right? So we have the same infatuation that your weird hippie aunt has with Indian men with long beards mm -hmm. and their mysticism. We have that with white Jesus. Definitely like a Bruce Springsteen cover band kind of Jesus. Those songs would be lit. <laughs> All right. I mean, don't rub. What, no, what was it? Rub the furry wall. Like, when the world flips you a Jeffrey, stroke the furry wall. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Harriet Tubman. Oh God, what is with you today? <laughs> and Tiffany Haddish. What? <laughs> what kind of high class coonery? Are you trying to do to Harriet Tubman? <laughs> oh my God, I cannot let you sully the name of such an honorable woman. <laughs> no disrespect to Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> no, I'm saying that, all right, so all of their achievements remain the same. Here, Tiffany Haddish is now a revered figure I feel in American like, history. I feel like this is an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> That has already been done. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is Harriet Tubman. Come on, who else would be Harriet Tubman? Leslie Jones? Like, no. Luke All right, Monique. I got one I more. Accept anything else. I got one more, and apparently John Mulaney already did it. But Julius Caesar and Donald Trump. What's more interesting, Julius Caesar as president or Trump as emperor? I feel like Julius Caesar as president probably would have been less problematic. I think so too, honestly. I mean, but that that joke John It Mulaney, would have also been a much more strong arm North Korea discussion. That joke John Mulaney did was so problematic it got him investigated by Homeland Security. What was the joke? I haven't heard it. Um, the joke was about how it was a leap year and... A leap year had been started by Julius Caesar to correct the calendar. Another thing that happened when Julius Caesar was president, emperor, hold on. Another thing that happened when Julius Caesar was stabbed to death by a bunch of senators because he went crazy. And I think that's something interesting that could happen. So, you know. Huh. huh. You've been busy lately, Ted, haven't you? <laughs> In jokes comparing Donald Trump to famous historical figures outside of Hitler, you know, I feel like that was maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek. A little bit. Can you imagine Donald Trump sitting there on his literal fucking... I'm imagining Trump not on a horse, but like a little burrow. <laughs> and he's just sitting there like... Shitting himself. This water! You go first. And you carry me across it. This is that Rubicon. Oh, so this is Trump as a Trump Roman as emperor. Julius Caesar. Oh God, yeah, no. Just feed me grapes. Eh, Coliseum? Eh, I guess. Loser. This Coliseum is trash. It needs more gold. Where are the gold seats? Where's the skybox? The Roman times are fake news. Clearly, you have to read the Republic. <laughs> the senators, they don't love me. <laughs> they don't love me. They don't love me the way all of you do. Shut up! We fucking hate you! Bring back Nero! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, Trump is definitely... We're not. looking forward to Caligula compared <laughs> to you! <laughs> Trump is definitely more of a Nero than he is a, a Julius. He's probably more of a Caligula than any of them. I, 
I don't know. I don't have Trump fucking his sister. I guess Trump doesn't have any sisters to fuck. I do have Trump fucking trying. I, I mean, I could see him fucking his sister. But uh, I also imagine him being like, I want to be the Silver Knight. Stab Russell Crowe first and then let me fight him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you got it going down like that, gladiator style. I don't yep. even got Trump getting My name Russell. is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Like, that's such one of the most epic lines in a fucking movie. Yeah. Gladiator. If you guys haven't watched Gladiator, watch it. It's a, it's an incredible movie. Incredible movie. What's more epic, that or Russell Crowe and, um... Fuck, why did the movie... The answer is Gladiator. You, th you think so? Yeah. Then the Braveheart speech? Or this That's Mel Gibson. Crow. I know, my bad. That, look, I couldn't... You're getting remember. your other problematic white guy confused. <laughs> I couldn't remember the fucking name of the movie just a second ago. How was I supposed to remember the actor? But no. So you think that the gladiator speech is more epic than Mel Gibson and Braveheart? Yes. Mm. Mm. What's the most yes. epic speech in a movie you can think of? The most epic speech in a movie that I can think of. Ooh, ooh, here's one for you. Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction or Denzel Washington in Training Day? I feel like Denzel in Training Day makes for a shorter movie. <laughs> I'm saying, which speech is more epic? Which speech are you talking about? Are you talking about like the, okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm bring cases on all of you. Yes. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Huh? You think you can do this shit? Jay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go and walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. That speech or the one in Pulp Fiction where, and thou shalt know I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. That speech. Which one? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. You were saying something about best intentions. What's the matter? Oh, you were finished. Oh, well, allow me to retort. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country are you from? What? what? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? What? English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? Oh! 
Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch, Brett? <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brett. You tried to fuck him. And my son Wallace don't like to be fucked by anybody except Mrs. Wallace. You read the Bible, Brett? Yes. Well, there's this passage I got memorized. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers and you will know my name is the lord when i lay my vengeance upon thee i'm gonna go with King samuel L. ain't got shit on me i'm gonna nah. go i'm gonna nah. go with samuel l nope i can't condone it I can't condone it. King Kong ain't got shit on me. It's so epic that now every time somebody knows they're about to get taken out, they say that shit, Joe. It's translated into other fucking movies at this point. Yeah, but I mean, so you're t- if I'm thinking like great monologues, I'm thinking a lot of like so the one that really popped into my head, and it's not the words itself, but it's the all it's the whole mannerism and how he portrays and owns the scene. Yeah, and it's it's. Joker, when he goes into the mob oh, boss room. You would. You would. <laughs> and he's like, no, and just the whole way he commands it, where he's like, yeah. I'm going to make this pencil Heath, disappear. Heath Ledger's performance was A1. It was definitely A1. <clears throat> What's another one? What about Christopher Walken in True Romance? It's a good one. Jack Nicholson in, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he's like, you can't handle the truth. Oh, I wanted to, that's not a few good men. God damn it. Um, hmm. I can't remember the name of the movie either, but that monologue is epic. I'm trying to think of another one. I can't think of, let us Robin know. Williams in Good Will Hunting. You guys also hit- Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society. You guys hit us up. Let us know what you think are some of the most epic movie monologues of all time. You can you can tell me about all of Shakespeare's sonnets, no. but you can never tell me what it feels like to be in love with someone, to be in love with a woman. Oh, I finally saw that episode of the Animaniacs where they had the rap battle, by the way. That shit was all the way corny. It was mm-hmm. all the I, way. I mean, I cute. All the way. It was totally cute or whatever. Haha, <laughs> good job. <laughs> but this shit was still all the way. Their little, all the way corny. Their little Kanye West clone or yep. whatever the fuck it was. like The embodiment of hip hop. I feel like everybody's bars were, were hot doo-doo garbage. Everything was trash. <laughs> Everything they, was trash. They totally could have got somebody else to. I mean, come on. Like, Tyler the Creator was on an episode of Regular Show. Like, Mark Hamill voices a character on Regular Show. He also, of course, is Luke Skywalker. Oh, he, he skips. He skips. He is also, um, of course, the Batman the Animated Series Joker. Yes. The. The Joker. Yeah, no, that like, I, I, I've said I'm that sorry, all my Heath Ledger stands. I, I want to watch, I want them to make a, make a Batman movie. With where Mark Hamill as the fucking Joker. No, 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 no. They have the perfect physical castings for the Joker and Batman, and then they just voice over the entire movie with Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker. Mm, 
I would watch that. I would watch the fuck out of that. Oh shit, Mark Hamill is also in uh, fucking Metal Locomotives. I mean, Mark Hamill is one of the most prolific voice actors. Yes. Yeah. Just like Phil Lamar. Yeah. Shout out to like, Phil Like, Mark Hamill is a cultural icon. Well, I have some potential deepest of state marketing. <laughs> Explain yourself. So, Quibi made the quote-unquote news. Still? With, even after their death. With, uh, uh, a, with a, a quote-unquote show that was going to be on Quibi called Jack Sparrow House. In cases, in today's case of who the fuck asked for this. Yes. <laughs> it's me, the guy who asked. Hey, who man is this? What is this? <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? But why? Who <laughs> man is this? Are you serious? Oh, I saw this stupid Which shit. is, which the premise is that it was basically like Big Brother and they're all living in the same house, but it's nothing but Jack Sparrow impersonators and they cannot break character. And then they said um, they had to stop production because two of the Jack Sparrow characters started to get into a fight and a third one um, they found out couldn't be there because it was within 500 feet of an elementary school. So one of them was a sex crim? I mean... Probably. Do In a handful of Jack Sparrow impersonators, don't we expect one of them to be a sex crim? That's fair. Don't we expect one of them to actually be Johnny Depp? <laughs> Alright, uh, who was that fucking Charlie Chaplin that entered into a Charlie Chaplin contest? And, and he lost, third? yeah fucking came in third. How do you come in third in a fucking lookalike contest? When you are the person that they're supposed to look like. Ridiculous. Uh, I... Would you watch... What was, what was it called? Like the Jack have, Sparrow House. The Jack Sparrow And yes, I would watch it. Absolutely. Are you Especially serious? if it was in five minute bits on Quibi. Well, 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 I guess, yeah, because Quibi is what... I guarantee you people went minutes. on to Quibi to check and see if it was there. Is Quibi still up and functioning? Can you still I'm get sure it is. Quibi? I mean, no matter what, the name and logo is going to be worth something. That's fair. I guess now... It's like after... Blockbuster. Like, the name and, and logo to Blockbuster in itself is probably what keeps that one Blockbuster open. After the rush of publicity they did for it, you would hope that the... I guess the... I, I mean, it's kind of like G4, right? How G4 is still, like, iconic after all these years. Yep. To the point I mean, where Quibi's not G4, but no, it didn't we know what the, we know what Quibi is, right. and we know what the logo looks like. Right. So that's inherently going to be worth something. So Zig, as the year wraps up here, Spotify did its weekly, you know, roundup of your listening trends. And yep, my uh, number one song was "Answer to Yourself" by the Soft Pack my this year. Number one artist trending this year, our stream for me was Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I didn't check my number one artist. I just remember my my number one played song was "Answer to Yourself" uh, by the Soft Pack, and I got a couple of friends who messaged me screenshots of their most listened to podcast, and it was the flood there you go. with Doc and Ziggy. Look at that! Look at that! Don't you love to see it? Don't you love to see the prosperity being reined in? Mm-hmm. So we want to say so we set like a really low goal 
a couple of months ago, and we officially have broken that goal. Woo! Hey, high five! Hey, check that out. We Look doubled the number of we our couldn't have done it without, without you any guys. of y'all. We doubled the number of Spotify subscribers we had since then. Yes. Hey, let's triple. More that. than double. Let's triple that. Let's quadruple that. Get your boys on G4 TV. Hashtag get the flood on G4. No. Let us with- interview Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. We don't go on his show. He comes to us. Let us interview Olivia Munn. <laughs> Let us interview Thurgood Marshall. Whoa. Let us interview Jon Stewart. And Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> but... we You know we go viral if we interview Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, I mean, how could we not? I mean, how could we not go viral if we interview Jon Stewart? I mean, I'm talking about interviewing a dead guy. And we wouldn't even go viral for the interview. It's these guys figured out how to bring people back from the look, dead. I was just going to let And the first person was Thurgood Marshall. I was right. I was just going to let that. I wasn't even going to address it. I was just going to see how long we could keep going without addressing the fact that Thurgood Marshall was dead. But speaking of dead things, let's tie up these top streaming albums of the year. Okay. See which ones we should put to rest here. So number one streamed album of 2020, according to Billboard, was Post Malone's Hollywood Bleeding. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, Lil Baby with My Turn. All right, that's fine. Cool. Did you listen to any of that? I've listened to some Lil Baby earlier the year, yeah. Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial. Completely clueless. No, the box. I just hit the leg with the box. Nope. All right, look. Uh, Harry Styles. Out of the box. Wow. Taylor Swift at five with Folklore. Fuck her. Lil Uzi Vert with Eternal to take. Eh. Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Pop Smoke. After Hours with The Weeknd. Number eight with Juice World. And number ten with... Wasn't Juice World JCJ? No. Juice World was that, um young boy that died earlier on and I want to say it was earlier on this year uh, he's the one on that feature with Eminem Godzilla ow yep yeah. uh, and number 10 with Luke Combs so country music coming in at number 10 I feel like most of this is dominated the top 10 is I, I'm surprised here is dominated by mostly rap pop rap but I don't eh, I mean I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I mean, pop music is rap at this point. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I mean, Billie Eilish didn't make the top 10, but she was number 11. The Hamilton soundtrack is still on here in the top 20. Do we listen to pop music because we're miserable? Or are we miserable because we listen to pop music? Frozen 2 soundtrack was up here at number 13. What? Still? Yep. Jesus Christ. Frozen 2. Yeah, I mean, Hamilton is still on here, right? So, I mean, I don't know if this is... Entirely reflective of people's attitudes. Does Lin this year. Wa- Does Lin Manuel Miranda spit bars? Mm, I would like to see him battle someone of his corny caliber. Lil Dicky. Ooh, that would be good. I was gonna say Chance the Rapper. I would watch a versus of Lil Dicky and Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I would totally I like watch that. that. Would go viral. What do you? So, what do you think was the top? Uh, the number one song streamed out the year this year. WAP. I mean, that was fairly late in the year. It's actually Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Uh... Then Circles with Post Malone. Then Roddy Rich at number three with The Box. Then Dua Lipa with Don't Start Now. 
What was the Post Malone song he did with Ozzy? Oh, God. Um, that one was really good. I like that one a lot. Post Malone. I love seeing all the tweets in the aftermath. They were like, this Ozzy guy, he's going to go He's gonna go places. Oh, it was Take What You Want. Yeah. That's not even in the top 20 songs of the year. Anyway, I like that one. You want to know what number 20 was? What? Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. You want to know what Rolling Stone considered... So they did their top 500 songs a couple of years ago. You know who had the number one and the number 500? Who? David Bowie. Damn, for real? Yep. Number one and number 500, huh? Mm-hmm. Man Who Sold the World. I believe it was Man Who Sold the World for number 500, and then number one was Heroes. So who do you think was the number one artist of this year? Uh, let's go with Lil Baby. Post Malone. <laughs> oh! So this was the year of Post Malone, and it kind of that kind of makes sense, right? You know, staying at home, being dirty. Yep. <laughs> Everybody just kind of in that that dazed and confused lifestyle. He looks like the guy that you would buy mids for $10 from. Exactly. And that's been this kind of year. Hot mids. Like, that, that, is, that, is, that is the perfect way to describe Post Malone. He looks like the guy you buy mids from. And it's almost the perfect way to describe this year is hot mid. Hot <laughs> mid. Hot bunch of hot mid. Break time! Yeah, the part that they were at Battle City, and then they just, like, stop right before the semifinals, and they're like, we're gonna go to a video game! And then it's, like, no. Kaiba's other brother, and then... No, I don't remember that. Exactly. And I remember it was terrible, and then I stopped watching at that point, even though I was, like, 12 or 13. And then I'm talking to Periwinkle, and Periwinkle's like, yo, the battle between Yugi and Merrick was lit. And I was like, they actually dueled? So I go into Hulu and I go to Yu-Gi-Oh! And I scroll down through all of the episodes and then I find an episode called Return to Battle City. And I'm like, I'm starting right there. Oh shit. So I'm watching Yu-Gi-Oh! again and that shit is hilarious. It is so fucking funny. I have to watch it again. I started watching uh, You don't need to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! No? You don't. It's funny, but I am not expecting you to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! again. Yeah, uh, Attack on Titan is trending right now for some reason. Probably because the uh, the manga, oh, is back out again. I mean, they've been consistently making the manga. Or I heard that this was the last season of the anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the manga is definitely coming to an end. I'm waiting to see if. We're How far get in Attack on Titan have you gotten? Uh, midway through season two. Mm. Yep, I d I can't say anything because there are definitely hella spoilers that I would oh, say shit. after that. Well then, yeah, apparently I need to get caught up. Hella spoilers. I started watching Yu Yu Hakusho again. I'm always gonna approve of that. How far into that are you? Only like five episodes into the beginning of the first season. Oh, so is he still dead? No, it's after he... Um, it He's trying to get the complete the first challenge, which is get those three uh, yeah, 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 artifacts yeah. back. I love the like really early, like innocent, like spirit detective use, Kay. Yo, I love 90... There's something about 90s anime. We've talked about this before. Well, Yu Yu Hakusho, you know, is my second favorite. Yeah. With the first being Hunter, who is also written by to by right. Togashi. The same guy, yeah. yeah. I... My first favorite anime, my top favorite anime of all time, I've said this before, is Helsing, the vampire anime. Um, I mean... So I'm definitely... I've got a place in my heart for, like, mid-90s... 
even earlier. Than I was that, watching I some say, Gundam Wing earlier. Yeah, this week. like yeah, G Gundam, all that shit, man. It's the hand-drawn anime that I really love. You know? Yeah, like it's just something about the scenery and the way they set like the mood with those like set pieces. That no! it, <laughs> it's just before they started doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, before it became really neat. Well, I mean, like, we've talked about the difference between your favorite and what you considered the best. Yeah. Anime is the only thing that I have a layover, and I think Hunter x Hunter is my... It, I think it's the best, and it's certainly my favorite. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, because, like, you know, then you get things like Akira or, like, Perfect Blue and stuff well, like Akira, that. Well, Akira I set in its own category because it's a movie. Yeah, that's fair, but, I mean, it's still anime, though. But and it just like, doing something within two hours versus 148 episodes. Yeah, I mean that's fair. as far as visual representation, Akira is certainly the best hand drawn. I'm just it is yeah, unquestionably I'm the best like, hand drawn anime. There's something about like the skill and the technique it takes to like capture some of the things that they capture in these and like anime food is another thing that's always like always take always looks better in anime yeah it's that's what i'm saying but the time and the detail they take to capture like the essence you see of a bento Japanese box in an anime culture. and you want to order a bento box. exactly it's part of what like these weebs love about have you ever watched food wars yeah Foodgasms. Yes. <laughs> like, that's my Food's point. Food's so good, your clothes explode that's off. That's my point. Like, fucking... And then you can go from, like, Akira to Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo, and it's just like... It's still... You're still in the same realm, right? Jojo. Yeah, that's the perfect combination of those two. Jojo. Oh, God. And just, like... I don't know, some of the fantastical who's, elements what's of your favorite? Culture. Who's your favorite JoJo? And Or, no, two questions. I don't who is your favorite one. JoJo, and who? what is your favorite JoJo arc? Mm, I don't have one because I haven't gotten far enough into JoJo is a bit much for me to digest, you know? It's, it's one of the things that, like, I've tried several have times. Have you gotten the stands? I don't even think I've gotten past the Hamon thing. Like, um, I get to every time I try to yo, watch Master JoJo. Yo, Master Zapelli. Yes. Looks like somebody who would tie your girlfriend to the train tracks. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. It's just something so off kilter about JoJo. You did pick I up think. all of the like Western music references, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. A fucking speed wagon and shit. Like, come on. Zapelli yeah, literally yeah, added an Like, come on. Yeah, no. SEDC. Yeah, I thought that that shit was cool. Like, JoJo is one that, like, I catch episodes of, but I don't know, like, what the fuck I'm watching yeah. <laughs> the entire yeah. time. I mean, that's kind of a good way to just describe JoJo. Yeah. My you'll, favorite JoJo, never quite my favorite JoJo is, is Joseph, the second JoJo. Okay. Um, my favorite JoJo arc is the first JoJo arc with Jonathan. Do you Mostly just because I love Castlevania, and it's basically Castlevania. Do you remember Shaman King? Yup, I remember Shaman King. They're supposed to be bringing that joint back. It also basically stands. Yeah, that's my. That's why I brought it up, right? Because yep. like that's where I'm comparing. I guess loosely, I'm comparing it to Shaman King yeah. or my loose visual memory of Shaman King. And I'm like, that shit used to go right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's just certain things about JoJo that I can't get that. So we were actually looking it up the other other day. So you remember, like jo Jonathan's arc is like Super Castlevania, right? Yeah. So it turns out the first issue of JoJo came out about a year after Castlevania came out. <laughs> so homage or plagiarism? Probably, no, I think inspired by. Mm. Possibly inspired, because Jonathan's arc is so much like Castlevania. It is, though. 
It is, though. I mean, Dio and the whole vampire aspect of it, right? Yeah. Like, that's another thing I keep trying to get. So I'm like, is he a vampire? Is he a demon? He's is definitely he a, a vampire. Demon vampire? He, he is like, a vampire with vampire powers pushed to the extreme. It's almost and vampires like, are already broken. It's almost like if the mask turned Jim Carrey into Dracula. I'm not going to lie. I've thought about, like... Assuming I get to pick what kind of vampire I am, I think being a vampire would actually be pretty lit. As long as you can choose the clan that you're a part of? Yeah, like, I don't want to be a Twilight vampire, but I would totally be a Castlevania vampire. Or, like, a Blade vampire. A Queen of the Damned vampire. I mean, I feel like a Twilight vampire would be kind of lit, though, because they can at least walk around. They're daywalkers, right? Like... I suppose. If I had my perfect choice, I would get to be Alucard. Mm, mm. Ooh, which Alucard, though, because this goes... Castlevania like, Alucard. Nah, man. I would definitely pick fucking Helsing Alucard. Oh, show. yeah, that's right. But, all right, so, you know, the reason you mentioned Daywalker is because Alucard can go out in the day, since yeah. he is, like, I mean, he still has to be in, like, shade, yeah, but he's not gonna, like, oh, evaporate. Fair. Yeah, my Alucard can't go out during the day. No. But he can also turn into a demon shadow dog that eats people. Oh, yeah, like, it, he, he is what I like to call... Um, I call him a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Mm, that's and fair. My, that's my, fair. My, the, the way I describe things as a Yu-Gi-Oh card, it's like, kind of like Billy Mays of superpowers. But wait, there's more. That was fucking Superman in the beginning, right? That's why when people are always like, up here. Yeah, Golden go. Age Superman is a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> fucking cheat code. Completely broken. I'm completely broken. I'm just like, you all don't realize the kind of like... Hey, have you ever wondered what Earth 2 Doc is up to? Because I thought about what Earth 1 Dan is up to, or Earth 2 Dan is I up to all I try not to think about that because then I get all soul-searching and weird. I know in Earth 2 I have a mustache. How, how do you know this? How because you, astral evil South Park episode proved uh, that everybody uh, <laughs> in the alternate universe has a mustache. I already have a mustache, though. Then, so. alter, then Earth 2 you doesn't. Ooh, Earth 2 you is clean shaven. I already don't like this guy. What kind of me is clean shaven? <laughs> do you know what I look like clean shaven? You, like, I feel like Earth 2 you clean shaven would be like the lawyer from the boondocks. Oh God! Are you trying to call me an Uncle Tom? <laughs> Earth two, maybe me. more just an apologist. I guess yeah. If if Earth One Me is all rough faced and scruff and like unapologetically black, then Earth Two Me maybe like, like a clean shaven, apologetic Sammy Davis Jr. Oh God! Or like fucking um Wayne Brady, Brian Gumble. Makes Wayne Brady or Wayne Brady makes Brian Gumbel look like Malcolm X. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. So in science news, yeah, science. Have you heard it? Do, what do you know about superconductors, Zig? I know that they are a conductor and they are super. <laughs> so superconductors are, I guess, modes of transporting energy. Now, that, what are regular conductors? We know them as, like, the interior of wires, like copper, yeah, silver, true. gold, platinum, yeah. and really high yeah, energy things. Yeah, things that can, yeah, transport energy, electrical energy, electrical impulses that translate into energy for things like your smartphones, uh, and like, maglev trains, that From kind what of stuff. you've told me is each conductor 
uh, changes the amount of friction on the electricity passing through. Yes, actually a lot of energy is wasted because of the friction and superconductors allow energy to pass through these modes without any friction. So pure energy. So essentially, um, I guess captured or uh, <laughs> pure is the undiluted. Yes, yeah, we'll say undiluted energy. While people are gonna say that pure and undiluted are like not the right same thing. Yeah, they're not pure. The right. Pure has the connotation that it is incorruptible, or yeah, or that it's coming through without any yeah corruption, for lack of a better word, at the moment. But yeah, so. They have soup. The problem with superconductors, though, even though they allow for more, I guess, efficient, there you go, more efficient forms of energy transportation, they are super expensive to build because they require extremely cold temperatures to operate, like somewhere around the 450 the below zero. zero. Yeah, somewhere around Fahrenheit. The of that. Fahrenheit, exactly. But. They recently found a way using like hydrogen, sodium, and something else to build, build a science volcano. No, to build superconductors that operate at room temperature. So, come. All right, now I'm going to save that. Just remember, before you continue on superconductors, because you are going to continue on superconductors, I want to ask you what the best scientific experiment you've ever done for a science class was, but continue on superconductors. Okay. okay. So, yeah, with the advent of room temperature superconductors, it makes it more, I guess, um, productivity efficient. It's less expensive, right, to build these things now. I so, don't know if less expensive to build them is the right way, but less wasteful when they are operating. Well, it was already super expensive to build them because, you know, like I said, they need to operate at super cold temperatures. And so it will be cheaper, but it still may be more initially expensive. Right. Well, the same way that, like, you know, any new tech is expensive. Like, 4K TVs were, like, $4,000. Yeah, the longer a tech is around, the cheaper right. it's going to get. But the my cheaper point it's gonna here is superconductors will pave the way for all kinds of new technological advancements. Yep. We're talking quantum computers. We're talking high-speed this. Uh, fucking cell phones that charge in the blink of an eye. Flying cars, robot maids. What are some... I guess the best way to say... That, the, the article got me thinking. What are some technologies that we haven't gotten yet that you were expecting we would have here in 2020? Food and pill form. Please <laughs> give me. I ain't got time to eat a whole meal. Is that what keeps you from eating? <laughs> is the time aspect of that it? That is all? one of the things. Um, I mean, I have been gaining weight lately, so that's, like, cool. And I have been eating more. Gains. But it is annoying when I'm, like, I'm in the middle of something and I have to go get fucking food that's and totally, then keep one of my hands occupied at least to totally eat this gamer food. Culture. That's totally part of gamer culture. So, so... One technology or technological Excuse advancement. Me. I do the same thing when editing. <laughs> Food and pill form. I am so ready for 
I guess, augmented reality become a more widespread thing. I read an article a couple of years ago about uh, Microsoft developing a system in conjunction with the Xbox that would allow you to augment your um, the room that your Xbox was in via like the connect and a projector mounted from like the top of your TV and oh, stuff like that. Oh, wild! So you could play video games and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if superconductors will help in the advancements of those technologies, but like I said, you never it's know. Potential that here we could end up with like touchpad chargers that charge your phone in like under five minutes. I mean, mine already charges pretty damn quick. Too. That's what I'm saying. Like these lightning cables are already charging phones at full potential in like under an hour. So, yup. And mine's even a wireless charger at this point. I can just sit there on my computer and just use my phone like normal and just drop it right back onto the wireless charger. Sometimes I forget that it's a wireless charger and not a coaster. I mean, we have phones, my phone now has... I mean, it does double as a good coaster, but... My phone now has the capability to charge other people's phones wirelessly. So with, like, superconductors in the phones, like, imagine what kind of shit you could do with that. I mean... Think about what you could already do with your phone. That's actually future tech that I did not see the smartphone. You didn't see the smartphone? I I said this off mic earlier, but I felt like I saw the smartphone coming, especially, 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 especially with like tablets. I guess that's it. I saw tablets coming, right? Because like everything from Star Trek to fucking uh, Fifth Element may have had. Do you remember remember what we used the original iPhone for? Do you really remember? Look at this cool lightsaber app. Vroom, yeah, vroom. Yeah, that kind of the flash gun app. <laughs> the coin flip app and shit. Like yeah, early. Now like that's what I'm saying though. Like we're getting to the point now where these smartphones can measure whole like surface areas and like layouts of rooms and stuff like that. So we're now unveiling all these 5G technologies and if these superconductors, these room temperature superconductors get to a point where we can build like servers and stuff that operate off of this shit, it won't be long before we have quantum computing. And you know, prosthetic bodies that you can drop your brain into. I, look, I already said, we, look, didn't we talk about this last Yeah, episode? I don't want to live in Ghost in the Shell. I don't know. I don't know. If, I, if my body can feel at a rate where I guess even if I could get like stabbed and still feel it, like, that's a yeah. Dark I mean, place like Killer Mike it. said on the Joe Rogan podcast, he was like, "I know I reference this interview all the time, but you guys should watch it. It's a really good interview." I mean, I reference behind the best. Um, but like, I mean, like that one specifically. Yeah. Killer Mike was like, "Yeah, you know, if I'm about to die, like, and I, I got some stuff I got to do, yeah, and drop me in a robot for a couple of years." I like, feel the same way. You know? I'm like, look, there's so much that happens here, like. What the average lifespan is? What like for a man is like 60, 70 years old, eighty four. It's got to be like seventy five. I mean, modern. You need to Google it. Like modern medicine has come a pretty far, far away. And it, you, you know, it's come a far what way. What is the average lifespan for the American man? The twenty seventeen average life expectancy in the United States of America. Oh shit, seventy nine. Four years, according to World Development Indicator. So 78, 79, depending on how you live your lifestyle. So, I mean, yeah, it's... It's higher than what I said it was, but it still feel like it was low. What did you say it was? 
I said 75. Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I still feel like that's not enough time for me to do what I got to do, yo. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day. I haven't jumped off a building yet. How the fuck am I supposed to establish an empire? I guess when I do that, it could be when I'm 75. Wow, that was dark. <laughs> so I remember in science, in, in Spanish in high school, uh, there was a project where we had a timeline of our entire lives, including into the future. But I was clever and lazy, so I had myself curing AIDS on my 22nd birthday, <laughs> and then dying in a skydiving accident the day after. Wow! Wow! So I only had to do like 10 events. It was great. <laughs> you- I got an A. Um, also, like, a note, like, are you okay? Yep, uh, yep, I was gonna but say, here's you the really weird thing. I that. went, I, I won a Buffalo Wild Wings, like, contest for, like, football or something like that. Wow. And the one that I got was a free flying lesson. Oh, And this no. is when I was 21, and oh, I was like, no. I don't know about this. I did not end up using it. Yeah, no, see, that's one of them things that, like... I've always thought I would go um, skydiving. It's like, it may be a coincidence, it may also be a sign. The same thing I feel about bungee jumping, right? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, part of me wants to try it. The other part of me feels like, why put yourself in situations like that? You know what I feel like the worst part of bungee jumping would be? The first sling back. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like all the blood would rush, rush to your head, mm-hmm. and you probably black out by like the third bungee down. With my sinuses, I probably black out halfway down. Like anything that comes, like that, it, that involves me being upside down, doesn't work out well for my nose. I um, so I told you like I go hike hike in Patapsco, yeah, and like there's a spot where like you can actually swim. Like it's really like a nine right. feet deep spot of the river. Oh, okay, and there's like 15 feet above. There's a bridge, an overpass where people drive. Yeah, so you can jump from the overpass into the water. That's a far drop. And it's like a 15 foot drop. And like for the first half way down, you think you're gonna die. And then for the second way down, you kind of just accept that you might die. And then when you come up, you're like, that was a blast. Yep, I didn't hit my head on a rock. Well, you you pencil dive. You're not an idiot and dive dive. I might have died. I don't, you see, like, I'm so tall that I yeah, can't dive fair. dive unless it's like a 13 foot pool. That's fair. Yeah, or I, might have I have to do, like, the long dive. Which, I mean, yeah, like, I. try and flatten like, out the, halfway. The through. thing is, is, like, I don't know if I've told you, but, like, I've, I'm a really, really good swimmer. I'm not surprised. Like, uh. My first house that I grew up in, like, we had a pool. Um, I was taught, to, like, I was taken for swimming lessons when I was, like, four or five at, uh, I can't remember the name. Of... Did you do it through school? Or... No, it was just, like, my, my parents took me, and oh, okay. I was, like, four or five, and yeah. they taught me how to swim um, in his pool, but, like, barely remember. Um, but then we started, like, summer camp. They take you to the pool, and you're like, here, learn how to swim. Right. Yeah, I remember doing, like, dry But it was, it was me too. and, like, two or three other people who were so far ahead of all of the uh, kids uh. that it got to, like, you know, like, the fourth, fifth grade year of summer camp. So, like, we've all been together for, like, five years at this point. And they're just like, uh, we have nothing more in the curriculum to teach you, so we're just going to teach you guys how to be lifeguards. Damn. And Damn. we're, like, 12. Well... That's how you make some quick extra money at 12. 
but um, so yeah, if you're ever drowning, yeah. I I got you. Yeah, I got, I got you covered. Can't certificate that says I'm good, B. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I love the water. Yeah. Like when I was able to actually just like go swimming, mm. it was it was so like mentally calming. Clearing. Yeah. No, I feel you. It was something like that about being on the beach for me. I'm a water sign, so. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just an Aquarius. I'm just a crab, a cancer, a crab, <laughs> with a shell that doesn't protect them from any emotional pain whatsoever. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Eh. Eh. There's something there. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Flood. Just remember that um, follow us at The Flood Pod on everything. We follow our followers. Always. Remember... None None of this this is normal. Take care of yourself. Deuces! Look, it's a flood! flood. It's flooding! Get away! Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.